Welcome to Coaching for Creatives with Kirsten. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist-trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. You are listening to Episode 9, Nine Questions for Creating Connection. Have you ever found yourself in a conversation where you were the only one asking the questions? How did you feel? Whenever I'm talking to someone who doesn't ask questions, I wonder if they feel that I'm interrogating them (laughs) because I just keep asking. Or maybe they just really like talking about themselves and have no interest in me. Or perhaps they don't even realize that questions are important. I have a dear friend, Anne Lafleur, who went to grad school with me many years ago. We talk every week. And several years ago, she introduced me to some questions that draw people closer together. We ask each other these questions every time we talk. And over the years, the questions have morphed and evolved to better fit our personalities and preferences. I've used these questions with other friends at the dinner table with my family, with my husband on dates, much to his chagrin. (laughs) And I've even asked these questions of my main characters for my books in a kind of imaginary interview. So here they are. Number one, what are you grateful for? Two, what do you want to be acknowledged for? Three, how did you fail? Four, what are you frustrated about? Five, how were you brave? Six, how were you kind? Seven, what did you learn or notice? Eight, how were your prayers answered? And nine, How did you feel the hand of God? Throughout the week, since I know I will be asked these questions, I notice the answers to them more readily. I'm more metacognitive. I'm more growth-oriented. And I think, oh, I need to remember to tell this to Anne. Over the years, I've noticed my answers to these questions have changed as I have changed. And definitely, Anne and I have learned more about each other at a deeper level than we ever would have without asking each other these questions. So I want to go through each of these. Uh, The first one, what are you grateful for? And I know we've talked about the benefits of gratitude on this podcast already. Studies show gratitude is one of the best ways to prevent depression and increase happiness. Gratitude literally changes your brain for the better. When you ask your friend or your child or your character what they are grateful for, you learn about what they value, what matters to them. What if you learn your character is actually very grateful for something you haven't added to your story yet? Asking this question provides insight into the real people around you and the people of your stories. Answering this question for yourself might also surprise you. The more you think about what you're grateful for, the stronger that neural pathway is, and the more things you become grateful for. It's a never-ending, beautiful cycle. All right, number two, what do you want to be acknowledged for? I love this question. It presupposes that we have something we are proud of, that we've worked hard for and want to be acknowledged for. It also gives us the opportunity to voice a feeling and get acknowledged for something we may never be acknowledged for otherwise. Over the years, it's been really nice to say, you know what? I want to be acknowledged for finally getting those long overdue packages in the mail. (laughs) Or I want to be acknowledged for noticing when my daughter needed to talk and stopping and looking her in the eyes and listening. Ask the characters in your manuscripts this question. What does your character want to be acknowledged for? How will this change the way you write about your character? Does this inform your plot? Okay, so number three is how did you fail? This is such a good one. 
First, let's talk about characters. I asked this of my YA character, and she told me she felt like a failure as a sister and a cousin. This gave my writing much more depth as I tried to understand why that was. When I first started thinking about this question for myself, I had so many failures to choose from and report. I felt like much of my life was failure after failure after failure. Perhaps I lost patience with my kids, or I had been short with my husband, or gotten actual rejections in the mail from publishers and agents. Or maybe I forgot to take one of the kids to the dentist. That's something that started happening once I had Sammy. Once I had all five kids, it was like all of a sudden I couldn't keep it all together. <laughs> Recently, I've had a really hard time even thinking of failures because my brain is so trained to think of failure as a part of success. For example, this week, I yelled at my kids for whining when I asked them to take out the trash. Even though I had asked them umpteen times over a period of half an hour, it still felt like a failure to lose my patience by the end of that half an hour. But afterwards, I had the opportunity to apologize for yelling and ended up having a really wonderful conversation with one of my teens, one I wouldn't have had if I had been perfectly cheerful and wonderful as I asked her to bring the garbage up the driveway for the garbage truck. So that failure led to a success. After years of thought work and thinking about my brain, this question, how did you fail, is actually almost irrelevant. I don't see my failures as failures anymore. I see them as stepping stones or bridges or beautiful kaleidoscopes to success. <laughs> okay, number four is what are you frustrated about? Just voicing frustrations can be so cathartic, especially when you know the other person is listening not to fix it, but just to understand you and how your brain works. Knowing what our family members, friends, and of course, characters too are frustrated about helps us feel compassion and feel even more connected. Number five is, how were you brave? I love asking this question. I don't think people realize how brave they really are. Depending on your circumstances, it's really brave to just get out of bed in the morning. What makes your character brave? What makes you brave? Usually my self-proclaimed bravery includes having a difficult conversation, doing a book event, reaching outside my comfort zone. For some reason, everyone at my house hates making phone calls. It's brave for people in the call household to make a phone call. Except for my youngest. He surprised me recently when he just picked up the phone and called the parent of one of his friends. Like it was no big deal. Like he could do it every day if he wanted. Like he didn't even have to think about it. Seriously, it felt like magic to me. Being dauntless involves phone calls if you're a closet introvert like me. <laughs> Number six is, how were you kind? This question is important. It keeps us open to opportunities for kindness. It helps us notice things. I asked my kids this question at the dinner table once and learned about how one of my kids stood up for a kid who was being bullied. I never would have learned about this had I not asked the question. This kind of question, <laughs> see what I did there? This kind of question connects us with each other and leads to more kindness. If you are interviewing your character, you can ask, how are you kind or how are you cruel? Although I think that falls under the failure question. I'm going to repeat something I've been trying to teach my children forever. It's more important to be kind than to be right. I think they're taking it in. I guess we'll see. Number seven, what did you learn or notice? This is the catch-all question, right? When I ask my 12-year-old this question, he inevitably tells me something about math or infinity or technology that I would definitely not have noticed on my own. Noticing what other people notice helps us understand them at their core. And that goes for our characters in our books also, right? Number eight, how were your prayers answered? 
I added this question after a few months of answering these questions with Anne, because I believe in the power of prayer. And I believe noticing how my prayers are answered will lead to a greater connection with God, myself, and others. So the next question kind of relates to this one. How did you feel the hand of God? For me, I feel the hand of God in everything. If I were a character in your book, this would help immensely as you write my character. Just this one fact about me gives you great insight to the way I think and feel about life in general. If you're asking a character in your manuscript this question, you may have to first determine how your character feels about God or a higher power or the universe. Whether you believe in God or not, this question can be super helpful for learning about and connecting with others. You know those things that just happen and they can't be coincidence? It just feels like divine intervention. It's those things that can't be explained, right? Here's an example. A few years ago, my youngest son wanted to play the French horn. He came home all excited in his nine-year-old enthusiasm. Now, we own dozens, if not hundreds, of instruments already. As a fifth child, Sammy's older siblings had all tried and discarded many instruments. And actually, who am I kidding? (laughs) We just collect instruments at our house. It's one of our things. But of course, we didn't own a French horn. So I tried to convince Sammy to play another instrument, the clarinet or flute or guitar or trumpet even, anything, the didgeridoo, (laughs) but to no avail. I emailed the band teacher asking him if he had anything to do with Sammy's newfound love of the French horn. His answer? Well, he does have an ear for it. (laughs) I told the band teacher I was going to continue in my quest to try to convince Sammy to play an instrument that we already own. And then later that day, I get a message from the band teacher. He attached this message from a student he had 10 years ago. Hello, I know it's been a while. I hope you're doing well. My parents are cleaning out their house, and my mom found my old French horn. I was wondering if you'd be interested in taking it as a donation either for yourself, any budding horn players, if you are still giving lessons, or the school district you work for now. It definitely has a few dents in it, but otherwise, it's in okay condition. Hope you have a good fall. Then he said, I can't imagine ever becoming agnostic, but this sort of thing would cure me of that notion for sure. When I told Sammy about the available French horn, He said, Mom, I've been praying for a French horn, and God gave me a miracle. (laughs) I didn't know Sammy had been praying for a French horn. For me, this is evidence of God's hand in my life. He answered Sammy's prayer at age nine and provided a French horn in such a timely way. I could not deny divine providence, and neither could Sammy. I would love for you to experiment with these questions. Ask them. Answer them. Explore why people answer the way they do. Explore why you answer the way you do. Allow the questions to connect you to yourself, to others. And if you choose to do so, allow them to connect you with a higher power. Your relationships will thank you. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, check out my Get Yourself Unstuck program. Go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com and schedule a free consultation today. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.